Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? This episode of Another VO Podcast is sponsored by Headphone. If you're looking for something new to listen to during that long commute to work, that trying workout, or just for funsies, check out Headphone, a premium audio show platform. They've got comedies, romance, and even thrillers and horrors like Dracula and Dark Matter. So check it out at headphonewithanf.co.in. Use code AnotherVOPOD10 to get 10% off your first month subscription. That's AnotherVOPOD10 to get 10% off your first month subscription. Believe it or not, it's another VO podcast with three guys who are full-time voice actors at different stages of life, career, and location. But they have formed a bond and work together to hold each other accountable and help each other on their VO path. Three guys from different backgrounds working together, helping each other, and sharing with you along the way. Hey, what are we calling it again? It's, it's another, another VO, VO podcast. podcast. Okay, okay, guys. Sorry. I get it. Come on. You're not my dad's. Hey, Troy. Hey, Jake. How you doing? Doing pretty uh, good. You know. <laughs> I think I started off last episode like that, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, iffy, iffy. I, I guess that means you're going through the VO grind. Right. And you're, and yeah. here it is. We're recording on a Friday this time, which is not our usual recording time. But it's when we drop episodes. The though. week, yeah, it's that we we drop the episode, and because everybody's certainly tired of auditioning and they want to take a little break. Amen, from, brother. Yeah, Amen. yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah. Well, hit a dry spell on uh, Voices.com. I don't know what happened. I booked two jobs, and then I go like two and a half weeks without a short list. And that's hard on your ego, but on the good side, you're over on one, two, three, still booking jobs, still getting short lists. It's so weird. Yeah, they're not consistent. That almost says, can it really be my performance, or maybe it's something else? Yeah, it does make you second guess yourself, but that that's this career we've chosen you also made a good point when we were talking about it off the podcast too that because it doesn't matter so much on vdc like you audition for everything right Mm -hmm. i mean like it doesn't affect Mm -hmm. your algorithm like it does on one two three so if you're going to audition for everything there's always that possibility like majority of the time you're not going to get shortlisted because it happens as long as it's not a female or or another ethnic group i'll go for it why not right yeah yeah and it's weird how the the types of auditions kind of come in waves too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't see all the different genres or something that might be uh, have something that includes your sweet spot true. all the time. Quite true. So quite true. Well, I before guess we we don't, we don't have a top five or anything. Today. No, no oh. top five. We we've got to get to our guy in the green room that we've got. This is our guest uh, guest weekend or guest podcast yes. where we have somebody that we bring in and interview and. What the heck, Jake? This says, all this says is Jake's neighbor. Yeah. Are we getting that desperate for a podcast guest? Yeah, I, tr- I asked around and it was only this guy. Jeez. So, uh, uh, we got to do a little smokes. bit better job than that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not just this guy, dude. <laughs> there Tell goes the is. neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, well, he's been quiet long enough. Let me welcome to the podcast, Charles The Voice or The Voice, Charles Coates. Welcome, Charles. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, everyone? Good, good to have dude. you here on another VO podcast. Yes, I'm, it is. I'm glad I could be uh, <clears throat> the neighbor that can, yeah. <laughs> that can fill in for your needs today. Thanks for doing <laughs> that, buddy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, we're we're glad to have you here. We wanted you here. We invited you here. It's not just uh, 
to the listeners, they certainly know we're joking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, no. You but better. kick off your loafers and get your sweater. <laughs> right, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I'm supposed to put clothes on? Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, Charles, Charles has been a regular in many of the voiceover Facebook groups. We've interacted. I've interacted with you many times, Charles, and as have Troy and Jake. Yes. You know, throughout the at least last year and, and maybe even before that. I don't remember when I first saw you on there. Uh, I got you beat. You got me beat. Charles yeah. and I have even slept together. Oh man! Oh, wait a minute, not that. You're not supposed to tell. We just we just keep true. upping the controversy no, are, here uh, on the another VO podcast. No, we're just we're roommate. We, we were roommates at VO Atlanta, and we're planning on doing it again. There Good you night, go, everybody. So, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Charles, what we like to do when we have a guest on is hear their story and give give really uh, listeners, people who listen to the podcast, and also maybe see you on the uh, on the Facebook groups in the VO Facebook groups, mm-hmm. a chance to hear. Your origin story. Every hero has an origin story, right? Yeah. So how did you get into VO? What attracted you to it? And did you dive in? Did you just start dipping your toe in the water? Tell us all about how Charles Coates became Charles DeVoice. Don't leave anything out. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So um, first off, super stoked to be on the show with you guys. Um, you know, like I say, we, we, we always chat offline and on Facebook and when we get to meet each other in person. Uh, but appreciate it. It's an honor to be on the show with you guys. Oh, dude. Glad to have you. Absolutely. You're welcome. Glad to have you always. Um, so long, long ago. No. (laughs) Um, so I used to be, I used to be, uh, I used to be many things. (laughs) I worked in the medical field, uh, worked as a FedEx driver, uh, my family's owned restaurants growing up, always dealing, uh, interacting with people. And, uh, I was a learning and learning and development program manager for Expedia and hotels.com. So I, I traveled around the world probably 80% of the year, wow. uh, which was amazing and tiring and amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all in the same, all in the same breath. But my profession before this was, I was a learning and develop, uh, learning and professional development facilitator and speaker for American airlines. Okay. And so I, we would, my, there was a special team and we would run all the leadership classes for, um, managers, uh, senior managers and above directors, you know, they would come to our leadership classes and it was, I loved it. It was, it was fantastic because it was all in person, in class, one day sessions or two day sessions mm-hmm. and COVID happened. And I think that's the story yeah, for a lot of people that kind so of get I remember got into this. That. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> that, that virus thingy that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the airlines, I mean, they were, they were impacted like no other, right? Because mm-hmm. literally their business is flying people around and now everybody's like, we ain't going nowhere. We can't like, we're, we gotta be in our houses and I don't want to be around anybody. And so the airline was bleeding arterially, like, like they were sinking and yeah. they had to do some, they had to make some business decisions, you know, which I totally understand because I thought about it and I was like, why are they getting, I mean, they got rid of pretty much our whole department. And, mm. you know, I was thinking about, I was like, why do they get rid of our department? Like we're leadership. We need, we need, now is the time we need leaders. But then I thought about it. I thought about the movie, uh, the Martian. And you know how he's on the, the rocket ship at the end and he needs to get enough altitude to get off, yes. out of the planet's gravitational pull? Yep. Well, yeah. 
I kind of thought of it like that. It's like, okay, he needed to lighten that rocket ship ship up to get to survive, basically. And spoilers if you haven't seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. Book. Sorry about that. If you haven't seen that ten years ago movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking they they have to have flight attendants. They have to have mechanics. They have to have pilots. Right. So all these critical systems are needed. And I, you know, and, you know, in the show, he's tossing out the seats, the the extra cabinets. And I, <laughs> I thought of my department as the big stack full edition of Encyclopedia Britannica encyclopedias. <laughs> and it's like, we don't really need these to survive. It would be great to have a lot of information, mm-hmm. you know, but we, we need to, we need to make it. <laughs> so they let us all go. And before they let us go, we had been taught, you know, this COVID thing, quote unquote, was starting to, you know, become a little bit more serious in the news and this and that. Mm -hmm. And so they basically told us to stay home. They're like, hey, we don't know what's going on with this thing. Just we're canceling all the classes right now. Just, you know, just kind of sit back. And we jumped on a call every day just to see if we're alive. Like we had no idea what was going on. But the crazy part is um, I led a class uh, Thursday and Friday before that Saturday message came out. And one of, and you know, it's a, it's a small group class. We're doing a lot of interaction. I'm telling a lot of stories, this and that. And one of the uh, directors for first class cabins came up to me after the class and said, Charles's class was amazing. You know, I wish I took it 10 years ago. And he said, you know, you have a really good way of communicating and connecting with people and you know have you ever thought of vo work and you know when you work in the airline industry there's there there are pages and pages and pages of acronyms yeah and and i was thinking (laughs) vo 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 trying to think of airline terminology and i was like velocity (laughs) operations like maybe that's what he's talking about and i'm like i'm sorry what's vo and he's like oh voiceover and still my mind was in the airline thing and, and i'm thinking like oh like announcements over the the, in the airplanes or something. Yeah. And, and I was like, voiceover work? And he's like, yeah. Now no. boarding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, no, I'm talking about, you know, like commercials and, and video games and, you know, voices that you hear on the radio. And I was like, oh. And I was like, no, I, I've never thought of that before. I've never, I didn't even know what VO was. And that weekend was the, the time we got the message. Wow. And so now we have literally no work to do because my specialized department, we had no web-based training, no anything like that. And I had a couple of weeks where, like I said, we just checked in once a day, just see how everybody was doing. And I was like, oh yeah, what was that VO thing he mentioned? And so I started looking it up and I was like, maybe this sounds fun, right? It started out as this sounds fun because I didn't think I was going to lose my job. Right. I mean, and I moved here from, I was working with Expedia and I was in China. I lived in China for three and a half years. Wow. Opening up Korean lines of business uh, for hotels.com and Expedia. And they had called me over to be on this special team. And that's why I moved back. Yeah. And I thought that was, I thought I was, that was going to be me. I was going to be an airline guy for the rest of my career. And so I started looking up this VO thing and I was like, well, this will be, this will be kind of fun. You know, I, I had, I had a DJ company uh, back in Missouri and I just did weddings and stuff. So I had an old SM58, sure SM58 mic. Um, and it's a workhorse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not, it's a great mic actually. Um, and I didn't have a booth. I didn't know what I was doing. I had garage band on an old Mac 
uh, laptop MacBook, and I masking taped the microphone to the top of my coffee cup, which I think it might be this one. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just recording into it. And then I was using GarageBand to mix in some, some background music. And that's where it all kind of started. And then it was now, now the voiceover thing is piquing my interest and I'm getting more curious about it. At the same time, the, the reality of my job that I was currently in was slowly disappearing. And so now I kind of moved my focus over to that because it was either now, if you lose this job, what are you going to do? So I was getting resumes ready, putting them out to other companies, but at the same time, everybody else was letting everybody else go. Mm-hmm. So the job market, especially for management, it was like, we can, I mean, you can come work at the stocking in the grocery store like tomorrow uh, because we, you know, we're still selling food, but there is no management, anything. And the crazy mm-hmm. part is I just built my first house and oh. I was in here for three months and I was like, I'm going to lose my house that I just built. Right. I'm going to have to sell a car. I was, I was looking at things in my house that I was going to sell on eBay. And looking up like, okay, I need to donate blood, but I need to go someplace that'll pay me instead of just getting it for free. Like crazy stuff. Yeah. Am I going to open a lawn mowing business? You know, anything. And, and that's where it all kind of started and met Troy way back when, jumped on voices.com way too fast. Uh, You think so? (laughs) I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, I mean, it got me a lot of practice. But at the same time, because I didn't know where I was in, in my voiceover journey, like coaches, well, I didn't have any coaches. I, you know, I thought I had a, a good way to talk to people. I have that thing where I'm like, yeah, I can talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Sure. And that's great. But if you're not, it's, it's a whole different world, right? You just think it's, oh yeah, I can do that. And it was... It was pretty, it was great because I got a lot of practice, but then again, I was discouraged because I wasn't getting shortlisted and I'm, and I was waiting for replies like, Hey, you didn't get it. You know, you didn't get the part. Right. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> it that was, doesn't happen. It was killing me because I'm like, what did I do wrong? Like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And the thing is, I'm saying all this, but I'm never reaching out to coaches or anybody else to figure out you know, where I can improve. I'm just like, why, why is this happening? You know, I have a good voice. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. And, and it was this battle in my mind and it, and it would, it would, it would gut me. Cause I'm like, man, I did like 20, I did, man, I did 10 auditions this week. <laughs> you know, now I'm doing like 20 a day. I'm like, man, I did 10 auditions this week and I didn't even get anything back from anybody <laughs> and then you start doubting yourself right you start oh, yeah and then oh, yeah. and then you turn the blame away from yourself and you're like well my equipment's not good enough right it's like oh i need a better mic right well this you know this this comforter that i have over my head you know it's doing the job but i mean I, maybe i need to upgrade to a thicker comforter you know just like yeah. all these outside yeah. things instead of like okay they can I can hear my comforters too thin <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. they can hear that yeah, yeah. and yeah. so i started you know i couldn't e- literally i couldn't even afford i was scared to buy a mic stand mm. and pop filter because a mic stand a cheapy mic stand is you know 20 bucks Sure. And a, and a cheapy pop filter is, you know, 10, 20 bucks. That's 40 bucks, which I didn't have. 
And luckily I live in a neighborhood. Remember I said, I just built my house. I was like the fifth house in the neighborhood. So all these other homes were getting built around me and they had piles and piles of scrap wood um, in front of these frames, you know, and these house frames and stuff. And so I went, I walked over to the contractor shed and I was like, Hey, do you guys care if I grab some of that junk wood that's next to the dumpsters? And they're like, well, we can't say yes, because if you, you know, hook your leg on a nail or something, you know, that, that we told you, you can go there. But if we come back in the morning and it's some of the trash easy. is a little bit lighter, <laughs> then we're not going to say anything. And I was like, right. cool. So yeah, I got uh, some spindles from a staircase and I chopped those at an angle and made my first tripod what? Um, with some felt pads <laughs> on the bottom. And then, uh, I found a next to the construction dumpster. I found a one of those Christmas totes, those Tupperware, those big Tupperware totes that you put Christmas decorations in and store them. Yeah, it was one of those. It had a crack in the bottom, but that was perfect for me because that's where the microphone cord went out. Oh my gosh! It <laughs> and, is then I got a, <laughs> and then I got a, and then I got a, just one of those uh, mattress toppers from Walmart, and I hot glued gunned it in there. And I read off my phone. I put my the script on my phone and I put it inside there. Yep. And then I had a thick comforter this time. <laughs> I upgraded. I upgraded <laughs> to a thick comforter. Yes. <laughs> and I, every time I'd read, my wife would come here something like, after I'm done reading, I like throw the blanket off and like gasp for some fresh air. I'm like, because <gasps> I felt like I yeah. was like in the oh, middle yeah. of the jungle at 150 <laughs> degrees in a sauna. Like it was right. nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then... I used that wood to build my, um, to build my booth and I treated it very well inside. And that, I mean, I still use that same booth to today. Like that's the even, booth you're in right there. Yeah. 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 It's a four by four by four by four by five by eight. Wow. Yeah. It's okay. a four by five by okay. eight. And is this is this not the most awesome well, video story? Yeah. When most people talk about their hobo fort, yeah, as their first, yeah, they're that they, they didn't actually use hobo materials yeah. from the garbage like no. Charles did. Yeah, yeah. The, the real true hobo yeah. fort right there, I, folks. I wish I had seen the uh, spindle tripod. I, yeah. yeah, my wife told me to take pictures. Of, I have pictures of all this stuff. Okay, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing the the mic. Well, we're definitely going to get your socials yeah. to to put on here so people can go look this stuff up. Yeah, but, uh, for I mean, sure. Even, but if, even my pop filter, because I couldn't afford that, I bought. <laughs> I, I remember went, this. Yeah, I went to um, the uh, Goodwill and I bought a crochet ring. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a plastic mm-hmm. crochet ring, and I bought it for fifty cents. And I used Jeez. an old dress sock that had a hole in the toe and I stretched it through over the, yeah. over the crochet ring. And that's what I used for my pop filter. And it actually worked pretty well. And that's, I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> it was, yep. I so, mean, in a good way, by the yeah. way, like you're, you're really, you're speaking the language of so many listeners to this and many other podcasts who are scared to take that first step or uh-huh. don't feel like they can afford to get the equipment they need to get started and just record the first thing. Mm-hmm. But here you did it, you know, with scraps. Yeah. Right. So that's uh listen, ladies and gentlemen, go record something, scrap together a hobo fort. Yeah. And I think what you said, um, Alden is, is the key is <clears throat> just recording something. 
Yeah. Because you can get ready all, you can get all, in this business I found, you can get all your ducks in a row. As soon as you jump in, guess what? Them ducks are going to scatter. And you're going to have to get them all back in a row again eventually. So it's like you taking that first step, even if it's not with, even if it's, even if it's with your phone, just recording something and Mm -hmm. listening back, Mm -hmm. listening to other people and and recording and listening back. Okay. You know, listen, and then getting with communities that are in voiceover, um, using, using the knowledge, the years of knowledge that are in those communities. Um, and it might not be your, the, you know, paying for a, paying for a coach that's out there, that's a professional coach, which I think you should do eventually. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But you got to think all the people in those communities, the voiceover communities, they've been coached. A lot of them have been coached. Mm-hmm. So you're yep. getting a little bit of those, those, you're not getting the nuggets, but you're getting the gold, you're getting the gold dust. You know, it, yeah. it's mm-hmm. coming down and, and you're, and now you're heading in the right direction. Right. And, yeah. you know, I started with that. And then with the little bit of money that you make, like you, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make an investment and I'm going to, and that's the thing you have to look at it as you have to look at it as an investment when you yep. start upgrading and doing things, because I mean, I've had, I've went through four mics to get to the mic I have now, and this one mm-hmm. works the best for me. You know, I have a, yep. I have a 416 and it works the best for me. And yeah. now if I had just, when I started out, bought this, you know, $8,000 whisper room, uh, you know, thousand dollar interface, thousand dollar mic and all this stuff, it wouldn't have mattered because I would have sucked. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it'd been real hard to make that money back. Exactly. And, and I think I appreciate it more too, because yeah, you do. as you, as you gain a little bit and a little bit, you're like, it's, oh, it's finally coming together. All the Lego pieces. Oh, it finally looks like this thing that I wanted and this thing that that's going to help me. So, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a journey. And I know it's so cliche when people are like, oh, it's, it's a marathon, not a race. It's a marathon. It's so <laughs> true. It's, it's uncanny. Like you yeah. have to have that mindset especially when you start. And so many people don't want it to be a marathon, but I mean, it's like, we, you know, we talked about, we talked about that. And I think in the last episode too, about like the, the, the seduction of the exception where people see like people's programs out there. And then they think like, Oh, if I take this program, then I'm just going to skyrocket to make it great money in voiceover. And it's like, no, you're not. I mean, like there's like one lucky person out of like thousands of, people right mm-hmm. like and and that just yep. it, and everyone wants to believe that's going to be them but more likely than not it's just not going to be them but man right. just like hearing <laughs> everything you did like just to go from like not knowing what vo was and i and i relate to you by the way on on the ackerman thing because i came from private aviation so okay. i you know i know exactly. all the ackerman yeah all yeah. that stuff yeah so but like not knowing at all what it was uh, and then just like figuring things out to where literally like taking things off of the street to get you uh, to a place where you can record and like start auditioning for jobs like and working on your sound, figuring out what sounds right. Like if you're listening to this episode right now, like Charles is basically embodying every episode we've talked to, we've had leading up to this <laughs> about all the things you got to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like start recording, start little, then yep. you grow it. You know, you make a little bit of money, invest it back into your business. Like we have talked about everything Charles is saying. We have talked about 
and he's just telling us how he's done it his way. You know what I mean? Like that's how yeah. you have to be yeah. in this business and really any business. So that's just, mm-hmm. I did not, I was not expecting all that. And I don't think I didn't, I don't think I knew any of that. <laughs> I uh, didn't either. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, but actually, I'm not sure anybody actually knew this. This podcast was almost called another Velocity Operators podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Wow. I was like, for a second, I was like, what? That is not true, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I got a, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Easy question. Do you remember your first paid job? Yep. Sure do. I'll never forget it. And that, oh, yeah. when I got paid for that first job, so it was a guy from Oregon State University, and he um, was a poet. And he reached out and he was like, hey, I would love it if you could read my poem and record this poem for me. And because I wrote, I've wrote tons of them, but I've never heard anybody else read it before. Right. I've never heard my poem said by somebody else. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And here's the thing. I was like, yep, no problem. I'm a professional voice actor. (laughs) Right. Like Mm -hmm. I went in with the mindset of. I'm not going to tell this. this. Yeah, I'm not going to tell this person like, well, you know, it might not sound good, or you know, put all this yeah. self doubt. I just came in there and said, sure, no problem. You know, I'll I'll do a couple takes for you, and I sent it to him, and I listen back to it now, and it's oh, it's so bad, oh. it's so bad. Like when I say it's so bad, it's the the recording space. Like I could hear everything, sure, sure. you know, now, now that, you know, I've been doing this for a while, like, you, you know how we are, we listen to a commercial and we're like, what, they didn't take that click out or they didn't, what is yes, that? They, I know. Is a lawnmower? Like what's going right. on? Is that a lawnmower? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that must've been a Wednesday. Cause that's definitely the trash truck. Right. <laughs> um, and when I got, when I got it back to him, he's like, thank you so much. Wow. This is so amazing. Like, Oh, it's, it's so great to hear it. And thank you so much. And this and that. And, uh, I made, (laughs) I made less than, I made less than $5 on that. Oh, wow. Less than five bucks, but it blew my mind that somebody had paid me money, right? Money to read something for somebody else. And it was that little bit of whatever it was. And I was like, it just blew my mind, man. I was like, wow, I got paid for this. Yeah, All I did was record some words that somebody sent me. Yep. yep. Do, you, but, do you think you were hooked right then and there or were you already hooked? I think, I think I was hooked. I was, yeah, I was hooked then. Um, I was mm, not necessarily hooked, but trapped. I felt sure. because of all the stuff that was happening. And I kind of got like, okay, well, I'm I'm skipping the frying pan and I'm jumping straight into the fire, like both feet, <laughs> both hands, no safety rope. Like th- I got to do it, you know. And so, but when I was paid, I was like, whoa, I can I can make money from this. This is amazing. <clears throat> and it, that's <laughs> that's how it all started. I actually so, need to reach out to that guy just to be like, <laughs> hey. Can I read more Thanks. of your poems? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they say, yeah, I got five more dollars. Yeah. yeah. And here, here's my new rate sheet. Ask you a little bit more. <laughs> right, right. No, but that's so, a good idea to reach out and say thanks. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. all remember our first jobs. Uh, have yep. we ever talked about that, guys? Like, have we talked about what our first job was? Uh, maybe. What was we your first job? You. I mean, don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Yeah, but I want to hear. I did an IVR 
voicemail greeting for a law office in New York. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. That's a good first job. Mine, it wasn't mine bad, was yeah. a, uh, 25 bucks. Mine went on some kind of animation for a guy in another country, and it was basically me cursing and <laughs> and doing all this stuff about you know how this elevator smelled like piss and da, 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 yeah i do remember it was, awful. Right. it was awful but you know yeah and like charles i got my four bucks yeah. wow so um, did, to get into the mood troy did you have to kind of make your booth stink uh it was in a room where the cat litter boxes were so it was, it was all good it all just came he's naturally <laughs> and, he's and the bad that. thing is right. I, I end up moving down here to the other end of the house in this nice area and i'll be daggum if she didn't bring the cat litter boxes and put them right outside oh the man <laughs> voice over method acting right yeah, there there you That's go it is. um <laughs> the role yeah, my first job came two weeks after I got onto Voices Duck uh, VDC, uh, and it was for. Do you know where Godly ISD is, Charles? It's mm, it's no. like south of Fort Worth somewhere. It's like out by like um, uh, not Grapevine. What is it? Yano uh, Springs or something south. Yeah, it's something south. But like it was a. I got paid a hundred bucks for it, and it was just for a website video for Godly ISD. Uh, that was the first job I got that I got paid Dang, for. Paid a hundred bucks. Yeah. It did. Wow. I didn't see that's the difference see between me and Troy and, and Alden cuz and that's and that's and it's a good thing because they kind of came they they both kind of got started on Fiverr as well as uh, like mm-hmm. voices.com. I just kind of took you know because my dad had gotten into it and then he decided not to get into it but he told me everything mm-hmm. he was doing and he mm-hmm. was recommended by the guy he was learning from to get on voices.com. So that's what I did. I I got a setup, you know, I set up something in my at the time apartment closet, got a you know, I had the money, so I went ahead and bought a, a year subscription for Voices.com and just mm-hmm. started auditioning. And literally two weeks after I, I got on the website, as, as far as having a full-blown subscription, I got that job. And then jobs just started to follow. Uh, wow. I was still working full-time. But again, it happened. Literally, I got my first job like a week before everything shut down. Uh... A week. A week. And then... And then I was just working from home. So it was like perfect. It like fell right into that. And then I was just sitting at home waiting for things to happen because like you said, people weren't flying. So those first couple of months, I was sitting there auditioning and watching Tiger King. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. so like, so, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So <laughs> that's how it fell into me. I feel kind of fortunate that, you know, that, and I, I had to come from an acting background. I had, I had been represented before for like film television and stuff like wow. that. I grew up acting in school. I grew up uh, performing in show choir. I grew up, uh, uh, doing a community. Th- I've done community theater for so long, you know what I mean? So I had, mm-hmm. I had a bit of an understanding, which is where we kind of differ on that, but it definitely, I would definitely say all of that helped me just kind of take a larger step into voiceover. Now, is there things I'm learning, need to learn and, and didn't know back then hundred percent, but we all, and that's again, part of this podcast is that we all have different journeys. Yeah. And like just hearing yours, man, is just like, really, I'm just like, I know, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to sound patronizing, but it's almost like, man, I'm just really proud of you for, like, doing what you did yeah, to absolutely. get to where you are now. Because I know you're super successful now. I know. I mean, like, I, you know, just us talking that at One Voice the other day, you were just like, I mean, I've been killing it on one, two, three. Like, I mean, like, and, and, I, and I'm sure you're, because you do have a Fiverr gig too, right? Or yeah. not anymore. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, really quick, I do want to say one thing about Fiverr. Yeah. I think that by starting off on Fiverr, because there's, there's so many people out there that are not corporations or big companies or, you know, anything yeah. like that, um, that are just 
regular guys trying to make it in, you know, doing a video for a friend or doing a video for their office or, you know, things like yeah. that. And yeah. they don't have the big budgets. But mm -hmm. then again, I had zero training. I had nothing. And if anything, starting out on Fiverr for me, I have to thank Fiverr. Sure. Because I was, mm -hmm. man, I was doing like 15, 1700 word YouTube videos that were six minutes, seven minutes, final, you know, uh, final spoken word for literally like five bucks. Yeah. And Whew. that's insane. Right. But it got me so much practice. Mm -hmm. Right. It got me so much practice. I mean, it would take me ages to edit that before. Right. Right. And now mm -hmm. I'm like a freaking ninja. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I'm ripping through stuff when I edit and I, I have to, I have to, I cannot leave them out of my equation. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the practice and the chops and the customer service and learning how to talk with people and how to message back and forth, um, how to negotiate uh, prices, this and that. Uh, it was, it was a, a great learning experience and it was tough at first because I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it. Like, I can't, I can't do this stuff for five bucks and do all this work when I'm in there for one video for, you know, recording and editing f takes me four hours mm -hmm. and I couldn't do it. Oh, now yeah. it's like yeah. almost one to one, <clears throat> mm -hmm. you know, six minute video, 10 minutes of recording and editing, I'm done. You know, wow, it, that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty impressive. That That's yeah. if it's like a script that. Or, or, a, or a client that I get a lot of stuff from, so I know the tone, I know what they want. Right. Yeah. So I would say probably one to two uh, or two to one is probably the average now. But, you know, mm -hmm. even auditions wise, when I see an audition come in on you know, voice one, two, three or something, I'll, uh, it'll, it'll probably take me about, probably about five to eight minutes if it's a long one, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and but before I'd, I'd, I'd get into analysis paralysis. I'd be yeah, like, well, I need yeah, to say yeah, it yeah. like this. Well, okay. Well, I have to say, well, that didn't sound right. Let me re-record it. This and that and the other thing. And I do like three, three auditions a day. And then I'm like whooped. Cause I'm like, Whew, okay. I got three auditions in and it's like, <laughs> okay, well now I look back and it's like, dude, what? Like, we are Keep voice going. actors. Actors get jobs by auditioning. Right. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, right. <laughs> Once, That's where we have a lot of similarity. We we took the the Fiverr YouTube path, and and I looked a little while back, and I saved all of those. I don't know why. I mean, because you got you know uh, external drive, and you you just keep cramming stuff in yep. there, and it says it's only right. eight percent full. <clears throat> yeah, so exactly. I, I looked the other day at the two clients that I had uh, that were repetitive constantly on Fiverr and Upwork, and there were over four thousand files. That's 4,000 YouTube narrations. They were done all in the range of 5 to $15 over a period of time, you know. But like Charles said, yes, yesterday I did one, uh, and I still have one client left, but he pays way more. And it was uh, 3,900 words. They're a lot longer. And I had that 3,900 recorded, edited, and moved over to the file in like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm done. And it's two things. It's A, you can edit faster, but B, you learn to read so much better, you make way less mistakes. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, yeah. I only yeah. have to go back and fix maybe 10 
you know, where I've hit my clicker 10 times, not 80 times right. like it used to be. Right. And I'll never forget the first thing that I recorded. I didn't even know you could edit. I didn't know anything about the clicking, nothing. So I would read it and I'd mess up and I'd stop, erase it and read it again. Yeah. Stop, erase ooh, it, read ooh. it again. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, dude, you know, yeah, I have to thank Charles for showing me the spectral frequency thing about removing clicks on uh, uh, I Adobe. I remember yeah, when he showed editing. me that, I was like, no way. Yeah. Because I was trying to do that automatic click remover, which uh, doesn't really work. Yeah, it takes, a, <laughs> takes out a little well. more than you want. Right. It makes sound Sometimes. funny. Yep. Yeah. But no, I mean, I love doing the spectral editing. The, yeah. uh, like, like Troy was saying, you know, you, you learn as you go. And, and, and that's why it's such a, that that cliche of it's a marathon not a race because you will learn so much as you go mm -hmm. and you will mm -hmm. shave off time here you'll shave off time there you'll learn how to get your money quicker uh -huh. you know you'll all these little things sprinkle in and you're just it's like a it's like a block when you start it's like a block of a block of iron right mm -hmm. a square and you just start to hone those edges and hone those edges and hone those edges until finally it looks like a cannonball you know, it just yeah. takes time. It, does. it takes time and it takes frust. You're going to get frustrated. Something's not going to work. You got your right. first source connect call and you're like, oh my God, like I don't have source connect. What am I going to do? And you're freaking out. And, uh, the client, I, the client asked me, what's my rates? Oh, what do I do? You know, <laughs> uh, you know, there's so many different things, uh, that you yep. just can't prepare for. Until it yeah, happens. You go. Until yeah, it, we learned trial happens. by trial by yep. fire. Yep. A yep. lot of it was trial by fire. I had yep. a lady last night had commented. Uh, I don't remember if it was in our group, uh, one of them, and I was talking about how long it takes and da da da. And she came back and said, "You know, I'm retired. I'm seventy. I can't take that long to be successful." Okay, I, I really didn't know how to reply yeah. other than other than to say it's a great it's a great hobby. Also, you know, if you're not yeah, looking, yeah, yeah. you know, and she was saying I don't have to make a living. I'm I'm in great financial shape. I just want to do this. Well, yeah, then play yeah. with it. Yeah, it's yeah. okay to play exactly. with it. Yeah. Well, it and we talked about this last pod last podcast. Yeah, yeah. What is your definition of success? If you're only successful if you go out there and you're making you know multiple six figure income, that's the only thing you're going to take as success. Well then you got to be in the top 5% of voiceover right, right. actors or you're not yeah. going to be successful. Right. And if you there can't is get success, younger. There's success across the board. Mm -hmm. I, I think that also whenever you, I think goal setting is super, super important, mm -hmm. which I didn't realize before because I never set a financial goal per month, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to make. And once I did, I was like, I want to make $500 this month. And that was like mind blowingly out of in the, like way out there. I'm like, I'm never going to get it, but I have to set this goal. Right. And then maybe you're right. That's a lot of $5 poems. Hey man, <laughs> Hey, whatever you got to do. Right. And, and the thing is right. because you set that goal, you're, you have something to move forward to. Mm -hmm. And then once you hit that goal, you just bump that goal up a little bit. And then you bump yep. that goal up a little bit and you bump that goal up a little bit. You know, I did, uh, I did coaching with Brad Highland yes. and he was like, one of the things he asked me, he was like, what's like, what are your, some of your goals? You know, I was like, I want to get, I, cause I still don't have an agent. Right. But what, what yeah, <laughs> uh. I still don't have an agent, but what, what was one of my goals for going to one voice? It was. I want to learn more about getting an agent. So I right. took, mm -hmm. I took a class 
with uh, Lollapidus because yes, you did, you know, and she's an agent, and she she has a company that's going on. And I wanted to ask those questions. You know, I wanted to get the face to face. So uh, did I have to invest a little bit? Yeah, I had to invest a little bit to take that extra class, that additional X session. Um, but it's those things that make you those goals that you set sets other things in motion to get mm-hmm. to that goal. Because if you don't have that goal, then you're just kind of floating around being like, yeah, I'm doing voice acting and, or man, I'm never getting any work or, you know, uh, Oh yeah, it's going okay. You know, it's like, Oh man, I made $500 again this month. Well, that's great. What are you gonna make next month? Like, what is your goal? And mm-hmm. so, you know, talking with Brad, you know, we talked about financial goals, uh, you know, what I was trying to get. And, you know, I told him the goal that I wanted. He's like, that's no problem. He's like, you just got to do the things <laughs> do, right. you know, yeah. my particular yeah. thing was uh, when I auditioned for on play to pay, uh, pay to play sites, I wanted to win more auditions. I wanted to not necessarily get shortlisted more because that's going to come, but I want to win more auditions. I want to be the mm-hmm. person that they select. And yeah, we, exactly. we did that stuff. And he was like, and you know, your financial goal, we, he's like, you can hit that. The f- first month after I, um, the first month after I coached with him, um, I smashed that goal that I was like, okay, now it's the next big jump up. I smashed that by like three times. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. And so it's like, it, it, it pays to invest in coaching right. as long as you look at it as an investment, because, because when that money, like you got to pay, pay for that, that, that new mic or that new whatever, or that coaching program or that coaching plan or that workshop. Um, it's, I mean, it's money. It's, it's, man, it's yeah. like, it's not, I'm not getting anything physically back for it. So it's kind of hard sometimes. I'm like, but if you're in that mindset of this is an investment for me and I'm going to go forward with that when I pay this and then use the things because I am now working with people that know what they're doing, their coaches, their professionals, they're in the VO business, making money now, you know, actively working in the VO business. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's like a, it's like a light bulb that pops in your head. It's like, man, like, why, why didn't I do this before? Mm-hmm. Right. Why didn't I take that step before? Because I didn't move because I didn't think right. everything was in line. I didn't think I was ready. I didn't have the right stuff, blah, 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 whatever. You can say whatever <laughs> you want. You can excuses. make excuses for yourself all day long, but there's going to be that point when you realize you're like, wow, I should have been taking my own advice. You know, mm-hmm. like somebody's like, oh, you need to go get coaching. Yeah, I need to get coaching. And then you tell yourself that, but you don't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I need to reach out to so-and-so. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I need to do that. And then you don't do it. All those things. It's, it's just like auditions. It's like, oh yeah, I, I, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, okay. That's a good one. You're going down the line, but then you don't audition for them. Well, it's like, well, you knew what you needed to do, but you didn't do it because you didn't have goal. So. Yeah. You can't get different results if you keep doing the same stuff Yep, that you've been doing. And I see <clears throat> reinvesting into your business as like building the base of the tower broader mm-hmm. and wider, mm-hmm. you know, so you can't go taller unless your tower is wider. Right. Yep. There's, for that's the that's the analogy that i use in my in my brain yeah no that's that's yeah, a really that's sense. a that's a good that's a good analogy because you can't you want to go higher you you have to have a more stronger more solid more concrete base yep mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and you find it easier to invest in these things as you start making the money because when you're bringing in three hundred dollars or five hundred dollars and you got to spend every penny of it on, you know, two sessions with a coach, you're like, gosh, I'm not, you know, I'm losing money. Why am I doing this? I'm losing money, but you're, you're still (laughs) investing in what's to come. 
you know, for sure. And I think people miss that sometimes. They think, well, I can't those are tax write-offs. No, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. It's also a tax write-off, every penny you spend like that. But it's hard when nothing's coming in. I get that. And even now, the decision some months, you know, oh, I had a great month. You know, maybe I'll go get some extra coaching this month, you know. Mm -hmm. And and once I see that, I, I even now, when I pass a certain income level, anything over that goes into my coaching box. And that's you know, where I'm going to invest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to another workshop or another whatever and, mm-hmm. you know, signed up for one yesterday. Can't wait. Yeah. You know, I think that's yeah. that's a really good point because people have to realize in this business, if you have a good month, right? If you have a good month, maybe that's going to that's gonna be uh, a good next month income wise. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've found myself even doing it like, man, I booked like some really good, good spots. And then I find I don't audition as much because I'm like, yeah, I could take a breather. You know, it's kind of like a diet. You're like, you start working out and you do this stuff and you lose a little bit of weight and you're like, yeah, I can eat that when you really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, yeah, I can eat that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it's fine. It's, I'm working out. I could eat that. And then next thing you know, you're like, wow, I'm five pounds heavier than when I started. And, <laughs> and, and it's kind of the same thing with voiceover. It's like, you gotta, you gotta ma- maintain that. You gotta maintain that uh, cadence. Right. Mm-hmm. And don't slack off because there's going to be months that are great. And there's going to be months that are like, did I fall off the face? Of, is my mic working? Like what's happening here? Yeah. Like where'd everybody is go? Is the internet broke? Yeah. <laughs> like did all of a sudden, did somebody with my voice like do something bad and get canceled? And that's why nobody's hiring me. Like you, you start asking yourself all these things. It's such oh. a weird, it's like it, it, voiceover so volatile. Cause like, I mean, like I, like my first two years were excellent. Like my second year was better than my first year by double. And then my third year, I I made more than my first year, but not as much as my second year. And then there, I hit this crazy lull that I had never experienced before. And it was like, right. it was so detriment, like detrimental to my brain, dude. Like, I mean, like I would have nights that I would just be so down on myself. And my girlfriend got to the point where she wasn't like mad at me, but she was just like, why are you thinking all this stuff? You've done, look at the stuff you have done. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Why is that? Right. Like mm-hmm. it's so volatile, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's I mean, we could we could go on and on about that. I did have a question for you real quick. Um, I've seen some of the stuff you've done sp- specifically recently. I saw you do like a, I think it was like a back to school thing for Staples. Is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's awesome. And I've seen you do stuff with uh, Chris Woodworth. Uh, he, he was on our podcast uh, last month and I just recently got to do something with him, too. But like that was really cool. Y'all did that's a scene cool. from Surf's Up, the yeah. Penguin movie with Shia LaBeouf yep. and whoever else was in that movie. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but I, those are really cool things. That was actually the first thing time I ever saw you. And then I actually ended up in an accountability group with you one time. And I recognized you and said, you did something with Chris. And you're like, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris but, is a good dude. Oh, dude, he's excellent. Such yeah. a great guy. He's Super awesome. nice. Yeah, very nice. And uh, he's got he's got some good stories uh, himself. But I was going to ask you, what's your like bread and butter of VO for you? Like, do you get more commercial work? Do you make corporate narration, e-learning? Like, where do you find that you're getting like the most I would, back from in I VO? would say commercial... It, you know, it, it goes in, it goes, I feel like it's in seasons, Mm -hmm. right? Um, commercial work is, is always kind of there as one of the things I get hired for. Um, but like recently, um, it is time for, uh, enrollment for benefits Mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting a ton of that work, uh, financial, um, technology explainers, those Mm -hmm. kind of things. I, I seem to get a lot of those. And the friendly, the, 
not necessarily the friendly, but the person that they're always like, hey, t- uh, talk like you're talking to a coworker or um, like you're talking to a neighbor or you're talking to a friend. I get a lot of those. And there's little things that I do. And <laughs> I'll give you one of my secrets. Uh-oh. And Okay, so here's the thing. It's not really a secret. We all know how to do it because we do it every yeah, day. I already know what you're going to say. Right? And we all, I don't. And we all, <laughs> and the crazy part is we hear it <clears throat> from when we start VO. You need to sound, just just be you. Just be you. We hear that so much. And, and in your mind when you start, you're like, nobody wants to hear me. Right? What do I hear out there? I hear... The, the trailer voice guy in a world, you know, I, I hear this mm-hmm. and, you know, come on down, blah, 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 Sunday, 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 whatever. And if we really think about it, we hear people being themselves. But what sticks in our minds is those things that are above that bar that that kind of crescendo above that stick in our heads. Yeah. And once I really grasped just talking like I do. I would I was getting a lot more work. And because when you talk to somebody, if I say, Hey guys, what's going on? See that little, ah, that little thing that that's, that's, that's real people talking to people, right? Talking to people. And I just think of that. And I'm like, you know, we have all our coaching. We do all the little things. Who are you talking to? What's the situation? You know, Mm -hmm. who are you talking to in this read? Uh, I make sure I do that, but then just add the little thing that is always me. And for me, it's this little cracky thing I do in my voice. Because it's me. Now, if I tried to fake a cracky voice because I didn't talk like that, it would sound fake. But because it's me, it's me. It sounds real. And when people listen to my auditions, they're like, yeah, that guy's, that's exactly what we want. This is a friend talking to a coworker. You know, hey guys, you know, you're in the break room. Hey guys, you know, this thing's coming down. It's going to be pretty awesome. And that's just the way I talk. And because of that, I'm way more comfortable when I do auditions too. You know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's my little, <laughs> my little secret is be yourself, which you hear all the time. But really, once you realize you can be yourself, like I tend to get much more work because and that's definitely, it's and I don't know for sure if you learned it from him, but that's definitely something that Brad helped me kind of realize uh, in our last session, he goes, he, he told me to read something in a certain way and I read it and I'm going to tell you, it was like super effortless. Mm-hmm. And he goes, there you go. Yep. And I, and, and he goes, what are you thinking? And I was like, I'm honestly thinking like is it's that easy. And he goes, it's that easy. (laughs) And like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm still, but I'm still struggling with it after the fact. And and what kind of sucks is like, I kind of came to that revelation on our last class. And since then I haven't been able to, you know, get back with him and whatnot um, for my own reasons. Uh, But at the same time, it's like, man, like, how, what what was I thinking when I did that? You know, so now it's kind of like, right. yeah. you know, I like, need to I mean, get back to that place. I need I the recipe again. Like, right, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Which it, right, real quick exactly. uh, for everyone <laughs> listening, I'm sure everyone knows that because we've talked about it before. But all of us have trained with Brad and we have nothing yeah. but great things to say about it's like Brad. A class so. reunion here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> If you're looking for a coach uh, and you're looking for how to win the audition or how to audition better, I'm going to personally recommend Brad Highland. Uh, I won't speak for everybody else, but I imagine they would feel the same way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yep. Brad's Brad's yep. awesome. Yes. Brad's awesome at what he does. And he really cares about you. And oh, when, you know, when people are like, hey, you know what? Just reach out to me anytime you have a question, something like that. I've heard so many people. They're like, yeah. So I've messaged my coach, quote unquote coach. Um and they don't get any replies back. They're like, oh, well, go to this website and check this thing out. I was, I had a, uh, a client 
that it was my biggest, it was my biggest order to date. And that was, it was actually at one voice last year and they came back to me and they, and I won this big audition and that was my biggest one uh, at the time. And I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Well, after I got coaching from Brad this, uh, this year, they had actually reached back out to me and they're like, Hey, we got like four more spots. Nice. Um, same campaign. We got like That's five pickups. What's your rate? And then I was like, <gasps> like, Oh, like, and so I went to GVAA, I looked at the rates and I was like, okay, this, <laughs> this is about what it should be, I think. And then I was like, oh yeah, Brad said, call him if I had any questions or whatever, just to, you know, hang out and yeah. say hi. So I called him or I messaged him. And I was like, hey, Brad, can you jump on? I was like, I'm kind of, kind of in a bind. I'm a little nervous. I just want to make sure that I'm either not overcharging or I'm not undercutting myself either. Right. And yeah. so he's like, yeah, yeah, give me like 15 minutes. He jumps on a Zoom call with mm -hmm. me because he, he is like, the <clears throat> he loves Zoom, which I think yes, is great. Does. Like he loves the face to face. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, okay. So the last spot you did for them, how many spots were there? How many pickups, uh, this and that, or how many tags? And so I told him and he's like, okay, what was the total price? And I told him and he's like, how much did they charge for the, the, the directed session? I was like this much. And he goes, okay, how many are in the new one? And he's like, okay, break down the number to make them even per spot. And that's the number you shoot out. And he's like, give them half off on the directed session. And I was like, okay which ended up being like two grand more than I was going to charge. Oh my gosh. There and I go. shot the number out and I was like, okay, you know, this and this and this, I'll do it for this much. If that works for you, they're like, tick, tick, tick. okay, yeah, works for us. Can we, How long did you have to wait for their response? Um, probably. Well, they, pro they responded quicker than an hour, but I had some other work to do. And when I checked, they'd already replied. And they're Dude, like, yeah, that's yeah, gotta be awesome. a great feeling. That's awesome. Yeah, no problem. Great. When, uh, can we do Jeez. the directed session next Wednesday at whatever time? <clears throat> and I was like, whoa, like Brad just made me 2000 extra dollars, mm -hmm. you know, than I was going to quote. And that was yeah. the GVAA rate. Yeah. But they, Dude, I love to hear that. but I didn't know the breakdown. So yeah. when I broke down what they did for me in the past, it was a lot more than what GVAA was or rates were. Right. And so I just shot them that rate and they were cool with it. They're like, okay, no problem. He, um, uh, he auditioned for a job a few weeks ago on, on one, two, three, and he actually put on the front of the audition, I'm on, I'm auditioning for this, but you need to look for Troy Holden's audition. He will kill this spot. And I booked it. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? That I mean, awesome. just somebody to refer yeah. you. And then he was so immediately good. had sent me a message, dude, get on one, two, three, this job titled this. And I get on there and I'm not seeing it. Well, then he went to them and they emailed me direct. Nice. And I sent the audition in direct. And then later that afternoon, it popped up on one, two, three, because I'm in the, the other category. So next, next but I did get down, it. Yeah. And uh, that was awesome. <clears throat> You know, and and it was, uh, and he even they offered to pay him a referral, and Brad said, "No, give it to him. He earned it." He oh, didn't be damn, dude. You dude. don't meet better people. You don't. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, don't. Yeah. you don't. One hundred percent. And speaking amazing. of meeting people, I got to meet Charles at One Voice. Yeah. Did we hey, I tell you what. One Voice for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you hold on to that? Let's close out the episode because this is the longest episode ever. Right, right. But we knew we kind of knew that was going to happen because Charles is so interesting and his story is fantastic. We want to ask him more questions, and we want to talk to Charles and Jake about One Voice. So let's make that a new episode. Thank you for joining another VO podcast. We're signing off, but wait till next week because the next episode is coming. You've been listening to It's Another VO Podcast. I'm Alden Schoenberg. And I'm Jake the Snake. No, you are not. Settle down. 
All right, all right, all right. I'm Jake Sanders. And I'm Troy Holden. Join us weekly as we spill the beans about our challenges being full-time struggling voice actors. Yeah, and by the way, my girlfriend says you two better get it together because she doesn't want me carrying you two on this podcast. Sayeth the voiceover rookie himself, but be sure and join us on the next episode because I guarantee it, Jake will do something worth hearing. And what do you mean by that? No, really, what does that mean? Dude, dude, let it go. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, where are you guys going? Hey, don't you kill the feed. Don't you dare kill the feed. Hey, where, where are you going, Alden? Troy, what are you... Are you... Come back!